Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, everybody? We're back. Three and Out Podcast, John Middlecoff, that'd be me. Just wanted to let everyone know I'm going back on vacation for a couple weeks. Just kidding. We're going to try to get through these couple weeks till training camp, which is is right around the corner. Uh, I think a lot of teams report within the next, you know, two, two and a half weeks. So we're almost there. Uh, we just got to we just got to climb through the mud and the muck and get there. Luckily, it's it's not very far away, and we've uh, passed the 4th of July mark. Obviously, we're almost the middle of the July, so we'll, we'll get football games going, you know, in early August. Uh, I guess I'm happy to be back. I, I think you know that you're on to something, then when you go somewhere for a while, you look at property, you know, you're planning on moving there, and you come back, you're like, God, I want to go back. Uh, I, I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, so that's a good sign. I had a lot of fun. It was warm. I like the warmth. I mean, I, I can hang out in 100, 110 degrees all day long, play golf. It, it doesn't phase me. I will take that over the cold any day. I'll never forget in Philadelphia, the first game I ever went to when I worked for the Eagles in the winter. You obviously have to wear a suit to the game, which is kind of stupid unless you're the GM. But you show up wearing a suit and you realize in 12, you know, 15, 20 degrees, there's a reason all these people in the Northeast, they wear those overcoats. I had never heard of those out here on the West Coast. Didn't have one, stood on the sideline for about two hours. I think I froze. So I, I don't do the cold, like the heat. I like. I used to like snow skiing, but I like driving there. That's why we have Lake Tahoe, which will lead me to the first thing I'll talk about. Something I noticed watching the uh, Celebrity Golf Tournament. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers still in the news. Something that happened, I guess, since I've been gone, that NIL, 
Uh, some thoughts on there. I need everyone to leave some uh, Middlecoff mailbags. Add John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Leave a Middlecoff mailbag and I'll get to you because I've basically blown through them all. And uh, leave a review. If you listen through Colin's feed, I'd greatly appreciate you listen through my feed, 3 and Out Podcast. Leave a review. I know a lot of people have. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, and yeah, let's uh, let's rock and roll. Okay, something I noticed this week, and I've really noticed this for a couple years now, and I've always believed in this. And anyone who I think is in business or is in a relationship with quote-unquote their best friend or someone they are really, really close with and have a lot of admiration for and consider a very, very close friend, I actually think you can do more. Now, that doesn't mean you can't be in a business partnership where you are not friends, you are just business acquaintances, and you can make a lot of money and be very profitable and have a lot of success. I think some relationships, right? You know, the, the, there are better relationships than others when we talk about marriage, right? Some people are just closer than others. That doesn't mean you can't be great parents. That doesn't mean you can provide a great life for your kids, but you don't truly like each other as much as some other people. I think the more powerful relationships are typically when you are very, very close personally, as well as professionally, or, you know, in your significant other, obviously it's, it's personal, but it becomes professional because ultimately you guys have jobs or one works and money gets involved, especially with children. I've noticed this for years. These two guys are connected at the hip. And just because you play with each other in team sports, like I would say in like high school, people are pretty close in college. I didn't play college football, but I was around it at Fresno State. I, I, I do think there's a relatively close-knit bond. Having been in the NFL, I don't think there, you know, there are friends on the team, but it's very, very hit or miss. You do not need to be the best friend if you're a wide receiver with your quarterback. The right guard and the right tackle. The running back and the tight end. The defensive lineman and the safety. It doesn't really matter, Right. I think in the history of professional sports, it works in basketball and it works in baseball. You can hate the other guy's guts and still be very, very good at your job as a team and get along very well. Back to business, I think it works a lot. People that aren't great friends make a ton of cash. But I think the relationship, again, you have to have the talent in pro sports, right, just to make it there. So you you have to have special qualities on the field. But if you have those and then you are really, really close, I do think the sky is the limit. And Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey have now gone the last couple years to the American Century Golf Tournament, and it's like they're attached at the hip. And whenever I turn on, oh my God, there's an NBA Finals game, those two are sitting there. Oh my God, it's it's Augusta. Those two guys are there. They go everywhere together. Now, Mahomes is clearly one of the most talented quarterbacks we've ever seen. Kelsey is, I mean, he's going to go down potentially as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, pass-catching tight end ever. And think about the team that he plays for. Before, it had the greatest pass-catching tight end ever in Tony Gonzalez. But their relationship, their their close-knit relationship, is clearly pretty special. And you don't get it that often, right? I, I saw it firsthand with the Warriors. Like, Steph, Clay, and Draymond are very, very close. Kevin Durant did not really fit in that ecosystem. He did because he was a great talent, but he never truly was like in the group. And once he left, they're like, see ya. Obviously, they would have wanted to keep him, 
but he was always an outsider. Like what Travis and Patrick have, they're the two best players on what really has been for three straight years, the best team in the league. I know they've only won one Super Bowl out of the three, but you know, they, they were an offsides away from winning it two years ago. Their tackles went down. I mean, Tampa deserved to be the champion, but they, they're an elite, elite team. And their bond and their relationship is clearly special. And you can't convince me that what they have going does not, those two guys specifically, does not lead directly to their success on the field. Like I said, Mahomes has to be able to make the throws. Kelsey has to be able to get open. And clearly, Mahomes can make every throw known to man. Kelsey can get open on any corner, on any uh, safety, with pretty much ease. But because of those guys' chemistry, because of how much they like each other, it, it clearly leads to something pretty special. And I think the Chiefs, and listen, they have an elite head coach, like they have a good infrastructure, they have a talented team around them, they are set up to succeed. If those guys didn't like each other, they would probably still be really successful. Hell, they still would probably be Super Bowl champs a year ago, probably have made the Super Bowl. But I think there is something when you watch them, why I think we would all agree the Chiefs are probably consistently the best watch in the league over the last handful of years, ever since Mahomes began playing. And I, I think part of it is like the joy in which those two play with. And go back to the Warriors, like part of what makes them special and part of why in a league that struggles to get people to watch now relative to the amount of people that used to watch, the one team when they've been fully healthy that truly moved the needle was the Warriors. Because as a consumer, we know. We're not dumb. We know when we watch how special it is. Remember some of those Brett Favre teams in the 90s? It's like, God, these guys are pretty fucking close. These, again, they had Brett Favre, one of the greatest all-time quarterbacks. But it was like, yeah, they got something special going on. Some of those 49er teams before, like, I guess when I was born in the 80s. Those guys are still friends and still live in this area. So I, I, I don't really have much other to say that ultimately it's pretty cool to see two Hall of Famers on an elite team be that close and generally like each other. Because we've seen great duos like Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez hated each other's guts. One story that happened when I was gone was like Scottie Pippen talking a bunch of smack against Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson. Like, I, when I was growing up, I, those guys were like my heroes. I thought they were all boys. Turns out Scotty hates them all. <laughs> he can't stand any of them. It's like, damn, Scotty. They, they actually weren't that close. They just had a business relationship. And it was very, very lucrative and successful. But this one, I think you're going to see these guys like, it wouldn't shock me one day, Mahomes introduces Kelsey to the Hall of Fame. Kelsey introduces Mahomes. And there is, uh, Mahomes is a unique player, I think there's something special about the Kelseys. I texted a buddy with the Chiefs. I'm like, God, Travis Kelsey is owning this American century, and he's a terrible golfer. And he's like clearly one of the stars. And his response was pretty simple. Swagger will take you a long way in life. And I was only around his brother for a couple years, but his brother kind of had this magnetic personality. And any Eagle fan knows, like, Jason Kelsey's a pretty special player. That's a pretty special little duo right there of the Kelseys. So... Just enjoy it while these guys, even if you hate the Chiefs, if you're a Raider fan, if you're a Charger fan, if you're a Steeler fan or whatever, you will try to beat them. I think we all have to acknowledge that they are a fun tandem to watch. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, 
That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I was listening to Colin over, uh, over the last couple weeks. And he was talking about Aaron Rodgers. And he brought up, because everyone was just like openly mocking the potential divorce. People at the match, uh, they did it this weekend at the American Century Golf Tournament. The ESPYs did a big thing. And typically when you go through a divorce, like people don't mock you and make fun of you. I think, you know, if you get to a certain age in life, and hell, I mean, some of us, you know, it happens to our parents. But we have friends, we have family members that go through them. In my experience of knowing people that have gone through divorces, they're pretty ugly and they are emotionally draining and they, you know, can borderline destroy people's lives. Definitely children's lives. I mean, it's hard. It is really, really difficult. And whatever the quote unquote divorce that the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are going through is not that crazy. 
it's clearly not as explosive as we once thought. Because one, if this was truly a power play and something that was going to happen, I don't know if Rodgers would have participated in all these public events. Because typically when you see a star athlete demand a trade, they don't do like a car wash of events. Now, unique set of circumstances, right? Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson invite him to do the match. He always plays in the uh, the Tahoe tournament, which I would imagine any athlete that goes to Tahoe for the first time, like I'm lucky, I, I grew up going to Lake Tahoe. But if you're not from Northern California, there's a chance if you're from the East Coast, if you're from the South, you may have never gone. And some of these you know, professional athletes come for the first time. They're like, wait, you have this incredible lake, you have casinos, and you can kind of do whatever you want, and I get to play golf every day? I'm there. There's a reason Charles Barkley's been going for 40 years. There's a reason Justin Timberlake comes every year. Mahomes and Kelsey, like I just mentioned, they're now like three years in a row. Derek Carr went for the first year. He said right after, he's like, I'll be back next year. There's, everyone comes back. You'd be crazy not to. It's, it's paradise up there. If you've never been to Lake Tahoe, I can't recommend it enough. Find a way to get there in the summer. It's, it's awesome. It's, it really is special. And so the Rodgers thing, like, if he was going through this contentious divorce, Brady and Mickelson just wouldn't be openly making fun of him. Now, clearly, Brady and Phil Mickelson, at this point in their lives, one guy's 44, the other guy's 50. They both have a combined, you know, net worth of probably a billion dollars. They have zero, they don't care about anything. They're, they're not worried about offended. They're not worried, offending people. They're not worried about the PC police. They're not worried about anything. They are living high on the hog. But if they knew that this was a sensitive situation, I think they probably would have beat around the bush. And then you're watching the ACC, and it's like they're interviewing Travis Kelsey, and he and he's like making fun of it openly. Like he's going to end up on the Rams because of Sean McVay, who rhymes with juvenile's real name, which is, you know, it's just like, this is a joke to everybody. And I think we are at the point in time where we can acknowledge, because like everyone else, I was of the mindset that when the story broke, like this is pretty serious. Aaron's really pissed. And then you watch him, he's kind of just surly Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's not hes not Mr. Happy. He's not Mr. Bundle of Joy. But listen, everyone has their own personality. Not everyone has to be Tom Brady. Not everyone has to be Patrick Mahomes. Some guys like being mad. And listen, I, I don't necessarily recommend it, but if that's you, like people always try to tell other people to act differently. Like worry about yourself. I, I, one thing we've learned the last 15 months, how about we start worrying about ourselves? Let's just, you worry about you, I worry about me, and we just kind of go from there. And I, I try to think about that in life, too. Like, stop worrying. This guy's mad. This guy's happy. You don't want to be around him. Don't be around him. Aaron's personality at this point in time in his life, he's rich. He's successful. It ain't changing. But don't, don't uh, you know, an old dog doesn't learn new tricks. Like, it's only going to get worse probably as he gets older in terms of just that. He just kind of feels sometimes like not the happiest camper in the room, which is fine. It's just he's just being true to who he is. I also think he's acknowledged the simple fact. He's stuck. He's stuck. It makes absolutely zero sense for the Green Bay Packers to trade him. Absolutely zero. It couldn't make any less sense. They have a Super Bowl-level roster. He's not just the best player on their team. He's arguably the best player in the league. They're not going to trade him under no circumstances. And listen, money talks, shit walks. He has so much money on the line this year. What's he going to do? Sit out? Makes $35, $37 million. $35 plus million dollars. If you're listening to this and you're rich, 
let's say you make seven figures. Even you are probably like, that's a lot of money. Because <laughs> you are absolutely loaded if you make a million dollars a year. Unless you live in like LA, San Francisco, or Manhattan. Then, you know, you're like upper middle class. But if you live in normal places, you are you are living as high on the hog as most people in your community and richer than probably 99.9% of people. And that he's making 30... And think about that. You think a guy, I don't care how much money you're worth, no one gives up that type of cash. Now, if his salary this year was $2 million, I'd be like, well... You know, if he's really pissed off, he's already worth 100 plus million dollars, who cares? But for that type of money, he's playing. And he knows he's stuck. And I, I've said this from the jump. You are sneaky. You know, when when the story came out about Deshaun Watson, which that story is just like, what's going on with him? Are we, we just not going to see him all year? That's kind of what I think. But that Deshaun Watson hated the owner or whatever. Deshaun Watson never has to see the owner. If you don't want to, you can never see him. You can never talk to him. And the owner can just avoid you. The Packers don't have an owner. Okay, so he doesn't like the general manager for whatever reason that is still a little uncertain. Gudikins can just avoid him for the health of the team. Now, what sucks is this is not an easy spot for LaFleur. He's going to have to manage this situation because the one, the only negative for the Packers of getting Aaron Rodgers back is I think he will be the ultimate I don't give a shit about anything and just kind of say whatever he feels. And he kind of did it little by little last year, but he kind of picked his spots. I think this year he'd be liable to say anything at any moment on any press conference. He won't care, which at the end of the day, if that's the worst thing you have to deal with, you'll just deal with it. But LaFleur is going to have to deal with it because as the head coach, you speak three times a week and you're going to get asked nonstop about it. But I've seen a lot of this floating around on the internet. I think it's fair to say He'll basically just acknowledge this will be his last year on the Packers, and then he'll get a fresh start next year. Which, again, if I'm the Packers, and he has a great season, because it would, I mean, it's in his best interest to play well and to try to win, right? And to get, you know, that's just, that's a smart thing to do. You also have pride as an athlete, as any human being. You want to be as good as you can at your craft, which I'm sure he will. But, like, what if he is really good again? What if he takes you to Super Bowl? You're just going to trade him? It's I, I I just I don't even think you can think like that if you're the Packers. You just think year at a time. If we got to kiss his ass, we got to make him promises next year. We'll do it. Another story that was like Derek Carr, Devontae Adams is going to be a free agent next year, and Derek's like, I want to play with him. It's my best friend. Here's the problem: like you think in one off season, the Green Bay Packers are going to trade Aaron Rodgers and let Devontae Adams walk in free agency? Like, if this was the NBA, it would be a huge story. Devontae Adams is going to be a free agent. This is a National Football League. Do you know what the Green Bay Packers, they've already done? They franchised him. So whether Aaron Rodgers is traded next year or he comes back, Devontae Adams, I will promise you this. Now, I don't know if Devontae, they'll probably offer him extensions this offseason. He probably he might say no. He's not going to go anywhere. Because that you're going to get rid of your best player, not Aaron Rodgers? Just let him hit free agency? When does that ever happen? Hint. It never does. So, like, unless they completely blow it up, which would be borderline career suicide, you get rid of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams in one offseason? I mean, if I was a Packer fan, just thinking about that thought, I'd just I'd throw up in my mouth. <laughs> I would be furious. You, you, you cannot do that. So, they're in a complicated situation, but I don't think you can worry about 2022. I think you just focus on training camp, and I think it's pretty clear. Like, Aaron Rodgers... 
you know, now in fairness, all these stories leaked. He didn't specifically say anything beside he didn't exactly claim that it didn't happen, that he hates Gudikins and hates the organization, whatever. Maybe he's admitted that he was disrespected. He just didn't give us details. In some ways, he's going to have to kind of tuck his tail between his legs and just show up. Now, we would all show up for that type of money. Every single person listening, unless you're really rich listening. And even you, I don't, unless you're like Warren Buffett, 35 plus million dollars, you're showing up, right? So I think if you're a Packer fan, you can somewhat take a deep breath. This was an exhausting saga, but uh, there is some light at the end of the tunnel. I will be shell-shocked if Rodgers honestly isn't there the first day that maybe he'll skip a couple days to kind of flex his muscles as like an F you to, to Goots. But I think pretty early in training camp, Rodgers will be be under center and throwing passes at practice for the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Name, image, and like this. It's here to stay. And it has happened. I guess it became official when I was in Arizona. The reaction on social media, of course, every media member acted like it was, uh, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread. I, and I'm as pro-business as anyone you'll find in sports media. Honestly, I, I skew so far away from the sports media when it comes to money and business. I, I'm in a different stratosphere than 98% of them. That's why I linked up with Colin. He's the only one in my adult life that I ever like. I watch him and I'm like, God, we, we, we think about things the same. That's why he ran circles around most other people in the space. No one talked like that. He resonated with a completely different group. But I can't pretend to care that much. I didn't care when they didn't make any money, and I don't really care that they're making money. Good for them. But it, it doesn't change my life, right? But, like, you have to have takes on this. And I do. I, I have some thoughts, and I wrote them down. Some different thoughts on this situation. And one thing that this has bothered me for a while, and I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a big UFC guy. I'm a big event guy. So the Conor fight, I ordered it. And historically, I've watched them. I've streamed them. But I have a lot of admiration for the business model. Last year, when everyone shut down, Dana came back first. And every single sport followed suit. So, I want to support their business. Conor McGregor, who does not need my support. He made $180 million last year. I just gave them the support. I have no, I'm an adult. I'm a grown-up. I have money. I pay the $70 to, uh, you know, to buy the fight. But a big thing, and I've, I read, you know, just keep tabs on the UFC and list some podcasts about it. One big controversial topic is like, the fighters are all getting screwed. Well, the top fighter made $180 million last year. I'd imagine Dustin Poirier, who won the fight, made millions of dollars. Now, the, under, the guys under him, you know, on the undercard fighting, I think there were 12 or 13 fights. The majority of those fights, if Connor and Dustin fight was not happening... No one would give a shit. And someone like me and most people listening that paid for the fight, not in a million years would have paid for the fight. So like in pro sports, your backup shooting guard, it's hard to replace a good backup shooting guard. Your, your right guard, like his value is kind of his value. You have to have him. The random fighters, like they're pretty replaceable. Connor, not replaceable. Chuck Liddell, not replaceable. Dustin, you know, some of these high-end guys, Khabib, whoever, I don't even really know who Khabib is, but the high, high-end guys, for you UFC guys, they're the Pacquiao's, the Mayweather's, the Tyson's, the elite, they always make money. The random guys, I'm sorry, like, they don't have that, like, they're not that important. They're, they're not. 
There's a reason the random right guard makes 800 grand and the star left tackle makes $20 million. One guy's easier to replace than the other. It's just basic economics. So we act like all these players in the history of, of college sports have gotten screwed. That's not the case. The majority of them were properly compensated through a scholarship, through the fame, through the free education, because most people in college sports do not go pro. Now, the guys that got screwed, the Tebow's, the Reggie Bushes, the Johnny Menzel's, 100%. The star gymnasts, the Michael Phelps, those, fuck yeah. They got gypped. They should have been able to make big money. Now, we know in college basketball, and I know Jay Billis loves getting on his high horse, these guys have been getting screwed. Jay, the, the feds told us, and it's the dumbest FBI raid of all time, but we know factually, which we all knew before the FBI ever raided, that what a top high-end college basketball player went for. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, I would imagine, and just the people that I know in college athletics, it usually goes to the parents, not the kid. But the kids were clearly getting money from shoe deals, but that's another conversation. Again, I was never bothered by that. I heard Brent Musburger say this once. That's called capitalism. The NCAA is not the law. It's just some random governing body of college athletics, which really no one cares about unless you're in college athletics. You just have to follow because they'll they'll get you in trouble. So when the NIL came out, it's like everyone's going to get properly compensated. Are they? Like most people aren't worth any money. If you're some random wide receiver at Oregon, if you are some uh, backup shooting guard at NC State, I got news for you. No one really cares. Now, you might be important to the team, but you're not worth any money. Now, the star, the Tua Tonga-Vailoa, the Trevor Lawrence, the Thibodeau kid up in Oregon that Phil Knight specifically sponsored, those guys are valuable. The, the twins at Fresno State, the high-end people, just like in UFC, are always going to be valuable. And now, legally, without getting the school in trouble, they can profit. Good for them. But this notion that everyone's going to get paid... Listen, if you're some random business and you're paying random players on college teams, you're a terrible at business. Now, if you pay the star player, smart move. They can help grow your business or someone that's popular in your given you know, area. Like if you're Ohio State and you live in Columbus and you're a local car dealership. And really, most of these deals are going to be social media based. But the, the simple reality is, is that the high-end guy got truly screwed forever, right? The Linerts. The Tebow's, the Derrick Henry's, whoever the star, Lamar Jackson of college football that given year or college basketball, but I, I throw college basketball out because we know they're all getting paid. So the NIL, this we're throwing this huge party like money's going to be flowing everywhere. Yeah, for the top guys. Because in, in most industries, the top people always make the most. That's how it is and that's how it always will be and should be. They are more valuable. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. 
This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I just did a marketing advertising deal on my other podcast with Guy. And we just are going to get a lot more money through a company. Why? Because we had leverage. Another company in the space wanted us to go to them. And I, 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 looking back, I probably could have just made it up and approached the deal and tried to get more money, but I didn't. Like they came to me kind of out of the blue. We're like, damn, they're going to offer us more money. We go back to the other company. They don't want to lose us. But without the leverage, and I always thought this when I was younger, like when I first got to the Eagles, like I should make more. Or when I first got a radio job, like, I'm worth triple this. And you realize, well, if no one else is asking you to work for them, you're not. Your market value is your market value. So I think we're going to have a lot of kids that are going to think they're going to be worth something, and they're just not, right? The star quarterback at Alabama is going to be worth something. The star player on the West Coast, for sure. The girls, whoever the most famous track athlete, huge followings, those twins at Fresno State, they are going to generate a lot of money. But random volleyball player at Texas Tech is not going to make anything. Random slot receiver at Iowa State, not really going to make anything. Maybe get some free swag or free merch. Good for them. You don't think they were getting that before? So awesome for the top guys. This move was mainly about the top guys. And there are going to be some decisions in recruiting where some promises are made, and it's going to backfire. Because in college football, it's not like college basketball. 
When I get Zion, I know he's going to be Zion. But think how many times, if you follow the draft, do you see this guy gets drafted in the fifth round? And Mel Kuyper or Mayock over the years would be like, you know, he was the number one overall recruit coming out of high school. For every Trevor Lawrence, there are a lot of guys that never make it. So I would imagine these deals, they're going to be facilitated through the companies, through the programs to try to get people to sign with their schools. And I think some of these companies are ultimately going to get burned. If I was a company or I was uh, someone that was consulting these companies, I would say this, wait till the kids get to campus. You can see how good they are. And then once they're good, you compensate them. Because if they're not good, they're not very valuable. That's why Tebow became so valuable when he started kicking ass. Reggie Bush when he started kicking ass. All these guys. We all know the names of the last couple decades. But the overreaction is a a little laughable. Uh, Someone DM'd me this and thought, do you think this will help the scouting decisions? Like, do you think scouts will be able to be like, you know, I saw the guy, the quarterback from Miami. I think he actually tore his knee last year. King. Probably a bad example. But let's say he was healthy. And someone gave him $100,000. And I don't even want to use a name because it's not fair to him. Let's just use random player. Gets $100,000. And he doesn't, he kind of, the coaches tell you, the scouts that come through, you know, he started acting big time. He, he didn't treat his teammates well. He just walked in like he was too cool for school. He had made it. And, and basically, people were asking me, do you think that teams will go, well, he is not going to, you know, uh, respond well to money? Because that's always a big question in the scouting community. When you go through a college, you're talking to their coordinators, you're talking to their academic advisors, you're talking to anyone, and you ask them, how do you think this player will respond to millions of dollars? And you get various answers, but the reality is no one has any clue. There's not a soul in the room that knows how they're going to respond to millions of dollars. Why? Because no one ever knows until you get millions of dollars. So, to and also... Let's say, let's just use a flat number, $100,000. If you handed me a $100,000 check right now at 36 years old, I would handle it pretty well, right? I mean, I, I get money, like whatever, through my deals or whatever. The money that I get, I can handle large sums of money very well. Partly because I have a decade and a half of dealing with money coming in. Now, it wasn't always as big as it is now, but I've learned to blow, not blow it, what to invest in, what to put my money in, what I want to, you know, homes to buy, whatever. My priorities have changed. If you had handed me a hundred grand at 20 years old, do you know what I would have done with a hundred grand at 20 years old? I would not have invested in the stock market. I would not have invested into a remodel. I would not have put it away in savings. Even though savings, you could argue, has never been more overrated with inflation, but that's another conversation. Uh, I would have blown it. I would have taken my buddies. We would have gone on vacation. I would have bought a car. Before I knew it, the money probably would have been gone. So to judge any of these guys at 18, 19, 20 years old, what they're going to do with money, I think would kind of be unfair. And I think one thing that's going to be a learning process for the NFL is like understanding that kids are going to make mistakes. Because anyone listening to this, it's over like 20, I'd say late 20s, definitely in your 30s. If I hand you money and you have any sort of head on your shoulder, you would handle it, you do handle it dramatically better because most of us, unlike pro athletes, we make more money as life goes on, 
right? Most pro athletes, the majority, like it's hard to make $50 million, $100 million, $20 million like they do in their 20s. You can't really be prepared for that. But you definitely cannot. It's the NFL and pro sports are equipped to at least help you. In college, they're not, right? So these kids, they're going to be some things and some of these stories that are going to come out like this guy blew it on this, this guy blew it on that. It's kind of understandable. I would do that too. If you handed me 500 grand, let's say I was some star athlete or a million dollars, who knows what I would buy? I definitely wouldn't be like, you know, let's check out the condo situation where I can invest, maybe buy a a unit worth of uh, four units to be able to rent out and net me X number of dollars. Who thinks like that? Nobody. Maybe some kids at Stanford. Most of these kids are going to buy maybe like, hey, you want a car? I'll buy my buddy a car, right? Rolex is for my old line, which is not a dumb thing to do. But you just, you know what I'm saying? There are going to be some stories that are laughable. Why? Because young kids with a lot of money sometimes do some dumb shit. So I, I don't even, I don't think that the NFL will be able to judge them correctly for a long period of time. And I think you're going to have to take that with a big time grain of salt. It's like I learned like when you're scouting GPA, we, we didn't care about GPA in the NFL. No, no one cares. Right, because learning football and learning in school are completely different things. I saw I once Richard Branson flew to space. I just went to his uh his Wikipedia page. I started reading about him, and I guess they found out he had dyslexia. And I think a lot, actually, a lot of millionaires have dyslexia. I've read that in a study before. But like a teacher told him, like in junior high, he was either going to end up in prison or become a millionaire because he was terrible at school. And I wasn't necessarily terrible at school just because I, I just, I had to, for, you know, I don't know, I cheated. I just would do everything possible to pass, but I hated school. School wasn't really for me. And really, since I've left college and even in college, it, it nothing carries over from college academically to my life since. And I knew early on, like I was not going to be doing anything that I was going to learn in school. Now, some people, if you're listening to this, you're an accountant, you're a lawyer, a lot of things have carry over. But a lot of jobs, like, there is no carryover. Like, if you want to be an actor and you're a business student, like, it's not really doing much for you. If you want to be an entrepreneur, like, being some liberal studies major isn't doing anything for you. Just like, you know, being in school, like, I've always supported, when you talk to athletes, like, I didn't like going to school. Now, you got to be careful because not every athlete is going to go to the pros. But the pros, like, if I'm Marshawn Lynch, why am I going to school? Why would Matt Fitzpatrick, who's a golfer on the on the PGA Tour, really good player, young guy. He's from Ireland, and he he's one of the elite young guys. Northwestern signed him out of you know high school, and he shows up at Northwestern. And in his mind, he thought he was just going to go to college. all he'd have to do is play golf because obviously in Europe, you know, you don't have to go to school if you're a quote unquote athlete. You just a lot of those pro leagues. And he realized he had to go to school. He dropped out after a semester and went pro. You know, he's like, what am I doing? I'm a golfer, not a student. So I I just think you have to kind of know your value. And that'll be interesting with, I don't know why I went off on this tangent, but my point, I guess, is that some of these players, like you do have to stay eligible to play football. And and my last point is, I, I think the programs that will embrace this in all the top, Saban will, Dabo will have to, uh, Oregon already is, will excel. And I think by the end, because this is what happens in any business, you either adapt or you die. 
So every single program that is full pedal down, that is open-minded and willing to do everything possible to facilitate these deals are going to kill it early on. And some of these programs will push back a little bit and they'll get lapped. But things just progress. That's always what happens. I was, uh, I got my second shot and I was stuck in bed a couple days ago. It was miserable. I mean, I, I was just like, this is, I've never felt, I, I mean, I have, I was sicker when I got food poisoning, but I had, I couldn't move. And so I just watched movies all day. I haven't done anything like that in years. Uh, and I watched Boogie Nights and I was just flipping through Netflix and Boogie Nights was on, I mean, it wasn't on, I clicked on it. And there was that part at the end of the movie where they try to get Burt Reynolds to like realize, you know, tape cassettes are coming. It's not going to be this, the way the movies were in the seventies. And he like pushed back on it and he ended up, he went under, couldn't keep up with the times. Like if you don't keep up with the times, you go under in any business. So it's no different in college football for like if Alabama and Saban push back and refuse to do this, this, they would get lapped. But I would imagine Nick's going to be the most open mind, Ohio State. The, the top programs are, they're not Texas, right? They, they understand what's at stake here. But there will be some old school programs and probably some old school coaches that are uncomfortable with this and they'll get hurt. But eventually in three or four years, as this kind of plays out, the top programs will be the top programs. The top players will make the most money and the random guys won't really make any money. Like it's probably always been. It just now the IRS knows about it. Appreciate everyone listening. Kept it short and sweet. Have a good week. I'll see you later. Peace. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.